It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. Happy Saturday, everyone. It is Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White, welcome back. Good to see you again. Thank uh, you. Fr- Fridays, Alex is with our guy Frank Nicotero on Punchlines, which you hear at noon. It was a loaded punchline. It really was. It was a lot goodness. of fun. Damashek was on there. Uh, Chris was in. We had our Football Friday show. If you missed any of that, you want Chris Andrews and Vinny Maliulo's takes on the games on how it's been bet behind us here at the South Point. Make sure you go watch it. Uh, right where are you watching us right now on the YouTube page? Just go go get it from yesterday's. Of course, Race State Las Vegas just concluding as uh, we get the double duty here for our crew in the back here this morning. All right, before we get into the NFL, there is a football game starting in less than five minutes. They have the tie dye shirts and everything in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, technically, Conway, where the stadium is on the on the campus of Coastal Carolina. The first game of bowl season, Alex White. And this has been a monster mover across the board because of, uh, what's the best way to put this? Uh, players not playing for right. Ohio today, including Curtis Rourke, who transferred to Indiana uh, for the Bobcats going over to the Hoosiers. Uh, this thing's going to close Georgia Southern minus one behind us, making Georgia Southern minus one and a half. This was as high as Ohio minus two and a half. Flipping all over the place. Parker Navarro makes his first career start for the Bobcats. I did nothing here. Because that's going to be my strategy in this bowl season. I am betting nothing before the games. If there's in-game opportunities, I will take advantage. But I have no idea what I'm getting out of basically anyone in this bowl season. Of course, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl don't count for what I'm saying. That's a smart way to tackle the bowl season. It is difficult with players opting out and then the transfer portal. Some are in the portal but still may play in the game. So it's very important to keep track of these. I took uh georgia southern on a contest so okay. no real bet but as you mentioned a lot of players skill position especially out for ohio so that is my lean here but i was getting points in the contest so more on the number than anything we'll have plenty to get to throughout this game of course georgia southern all things considered actually pretty good uh Bryn is in for the uh the eagles in this one they star running back playing as well uh, as the bowl season is about to kick off on, what is that, the teal turf in Conway, South Carolina. They're underway there in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We'll keep you updated as this show goes along. All right, to the NFL we go. This is a loaded card today. It's... College hoops, college football, NFL, three NFL games to get to. And let's just kick it off in Cincinnati, the opener of the day, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 o'clock Eastern time for the Bengals and the Vikings. As we all expected, two teams right in the middle of the playoff chase in both of their conferences with no Joe Burrow or Kirk Cousins in this game, as we all expected. Uh, Jake Browning is third, or his fourth consecutive start for Cincinnati, and we talked about it with Browning. Thrown into the fire on the Thursday night against Baltimore. All right, what are you going to do? Top flight defense on the road. Uh, didn't look good against Pittsburgh. Steelers dominated that game. Should have won that game by more than six. But for whatever reason, the light bulb went on in that third drive against Jacksonville. And since then, 68 points in the last two games put together for Cincinnati, other than a pick six thrown against Indy at the end of the first half, which is the only reason that game was tied at halftime. Jake Browning has been as good as anyone in the NFL these last two weeks. And now they're hosting Minnesota. Nick Mullins' first start of the year. Uh, He's replacing Josh Dobbs, who's 
not even the backup today. He's quarterback number three. Jaron Hall is the backup who, of course, suffered the concussion in his lone start uh, against the Atlanta Falcons earlier in the year. Alex, this is Cincinnati minus three. 41 is the total. I am doing nothing with this game. I... It feels like there's going to be a spot to go against Browning and the Bengals. Now, Minnesota's defense has played very well. Uh, obviously, last week, shutting out the Raiders, who then plopped 63 on the Chargers on Thursday night. I am staying out of this game. I'm curious to see if there's any angles that you're looking at here. So it is going to be a totals day for me. Ooh. Quite a few of those between NFL and the bowl games, but I like this over. And that's because you brought up Jake Browning and how he's played in the last two games. The Bengals, they're still fighting for a playoff spot here. So I think we're going to see them come out hot. And you talk about how good he's playing, completing 75.5% of his passes, 77 of 102, 9.1 yards per pass attempt with five touchdowns. That's outstanding. And I think it does go say a lot about Zach Taylor and the coaching staff and what they've done and the adjustments they've made without having Burrow and kind of shifting this offense for Browning. On the flip side, the Vikings, they need another spark, and we've seen them react well when they get a new quarterback in that position. So I think Nick Mullins will do good for this offense. You mentioned their defense, but they still have given up points in the last few weeks. They just had an outstanding week against the Raiders, and we saw what happened with the Raiders after that. But a prop bet here, too, is uh, TJ Hawkinson, and that okay. is because when we saw Mullins with San Francisco, leaned on Kittle a lot, so he does like the tight ends, so I'm looking at Hawkinson over 50.5 as well. So over in the game, I took it at 40.5. I think 41 is still good, but and TJ Hawkinson prop bet. This Minnesota team, as we enter the final month of the season now. The Vikings, if the playoffs began today, would be the number six seed in the in the NFC. They would actually get an all-NFC North battle with Detroit in round one if that were to be the case. The Bengals, as we mentioned on the AFC side, and we'll have two teams that are currently on the inside of that AFC playoff picture where one of them will exit the week out of the picture and one of them will be the sixth seed, Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, leading this collection of seven and six. Pittsburgh, Indy, Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, Buffalo, all seven and six, all tied right now for the six seed. I didn't even mention Cleveland, who's sitting there at eight and five, who I, again, if they fall apart down the stretch, which as good as Joe Flacco has looked in play, that Cleveland could take a little bit of a regression uh, with, with Flacco uh, being uh, back on tape in this Cleveland offense. Uh, this is going to be a very chaotic month. The AFC is going to be, I think, the most chaotic month we are ever going to see in a playoff picture. The NFC is chaotic also because all the teams stink. Seven and six Minnesota, and then that whole heap of mediocrity at six and seven. Tampa currently the four seed, the leaders of the NFC South at six and seven. Green Bay, Seattle, the Rams, the Falcons, the Saints, all at six and seven. And the Giants and the Bears are still technically alive at five and eight. So... Very chaotic month ahead of us, and well, it begins today. Again, these matchups all have playoff implications. Makes for, it makes for really fun Sundays, doesn't it? And Saturdays. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad it's this wide open. It is, uh, again, nothing for me. Alex with a bunch of things in this. I, you know, I will say this. I may end up popping the over in this game if we get a slow start. I, I just want to see how Nick Mullins looks before I bet anything. 
Uh, I have a feeling I know where you're going in the next game because the Colts are involved, but we'll get we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. The way that you the look on your face there makes me think I may be wrong in what I'm thinking. All right, let's go to some college football. Let's keep it rolling. We're gonna we're gonna pivot all over the place. We got college hoops. We got college football. Let's go to the uh, the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, the Cajuns of Louisiana taking on the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State. First ever bowl game for Jacksonville State. Uh, they are there uh, thanks be, thanks to not enough teams being eligible for a bowl game this year. Gamecocks are three in this one. 58 is the total, bouncing around from 56 and a half up to 58. Uh, again, I don't have anything pre-flop in any of these games except for one, which should scare everyone. Mentioned it to you before the show and looked like you saw a ghost <laughs> when I made that and told you that one. But it's not this one. If you made me play it, I wouldn't lay, lay with Jacksonville State if you made me do it. But again, watch in-game, see if there's any opportunities. There's There are usually very good bowl opportunities in-game just because you can tell if teams are willing to be there or not, even if they're there. Right. Motivation is a huge factor when it comes to these bowl games. And that is why I like the favorite here, too. I laid two and a half. And that's funny. Now, I don't know. Three would kind of take me off of that a little bit. Maybe wait for in-game. But I think the motivation factor is there for Jacksonville State. They've been proving themselves all year long and now they get another opportunity to prove that they are a legit fbs school they're also their defense has also been very good this year excellent against the rush really good um against teams that run outside the zone and that is what louisiana typically does jacksonville's four and one ats in their last five they just stumbled against a really good new mexico state team so i like them in this spot and i think they get the win here yeah this is again I, everything to me points to Jacksonville State. It, that's what it points to. But again, I want to see a lot of these teams play, see what the motivational factor is. I, I actually think both of these teams, motivation-wise, basically a home game for the Cajuns, first ever bowl appearance for the Gamecocks. And both of these teams yeah. actually withstood the transfers yes, as well as did. you could have asked for uh, through through this last few-week period where the transfer portal just goes nuclear with all those players in there. All right. Keeping the producers, uh, keeping uh, Sean and Ryan on their toes today. College basketball, we'll, we'll shift over there. Uh, keeping it rolling here on Sports by the Book. We're going to be all over the place today. A little bit, split it up, a little bit of hoops, a little bit of football and all these segments here Stay today. With us. Uh, we're going to go to Bloomington, Indiana, Kansas, on the road at IU. This is a return trip from last year where Kansas just blew the doors off of the Hoosiers in the fog a year ago. Now at Assembly's Hall in Bloomington, there were some eights in the in the overnight, down to seven behind us on KU. You know, Alex, I was fully intent to take uh, take the eight with the Hoosiers this morning, or on the overnights. Didn't bother doing with it, but now I'm going. On, and there's again, there's no rhyme or reason to this, but someone who I, a good friend of mine. Good friend of mine. If they text me in the morning, hey, I'm on this side, that's usually a telltale side for me to go the other way. <laughs> Not going to mention who it is. Not going to mention who it is because I don't want to throw them under the bus. But I'm staying out of this. Do they know this? Oh, they absolutely oh, Okay. Know. They absolutely know. But <laughs> one of my good college friends who's not good at this thing. Let's just, let's just go with that. Um, but I, I, Kansas's depth scares me. And we talked with Kai McKeon on Thursday on this, where he doesn't like Indiana's depth either, and Xavier Johnson's not going to play again, which is not a good sign for Indiana. 
with being without their point guard yet again. But KU's depth, long-term, Alex, scares me. And in a conference as good as the Big 12 is, and with getting Houston in this year, who's another top-flight team, BYU's played at the level of a top-flight team, according to the analytics. I'm not buying that, but at least the analytics have said that through the first two months. Um, nothing for me, for me here, but if IU gets out fast here and we get a lower number on KU, I'm probably going to lay that in. I'll take that as well. I'm not really high on this Indiana team. They don't have very good defense and terrible at offensive rebounds, and that is actually one of my favorite stats okay. to look at. Um, they are a good shooting team, so they may be able to hang in this one, but Kansas for me or nothing. And Indiana coming off the last time we saw them got annihilated in Atlanta by Auburn. Uh, again, when the competition's gone up for IU this year, the two, and now this will be the third top 10 Ken Palm team they will have played this year. Connecticut beat them by 20. Auburn beat them by 28. KU uh, pro probably, right now, favored by six on Ken Palm as opposed to seven and a half out there. I like the seven and a half more than I like the six uh, on the right number for that one. All right. One more college hoops game, and then we'll shift back over to football. You and I are opposite on this one. Baylor, Michigan State, the matchup in Detroit. It's really a home game for the Spartans in this one. Three and a half, the number. Alex, I like Michigan State here. This feels like a buy low on the Spartans, who are currently underwater on the year. This line also hasn't moved from the overnights, which kind of tells me something yeah. as well. Uh, 144 and a half, the total. At some point, this Michigan State team is going to turn this season. It would not shock me one bit if it comes today against the Baylor team that has looked awfully good to begin the season. Uh, again, they have the nice win over Auburn. They beat Florida, and they just hammered Seton Hall the last time out. They also haven't played in 11 days either. So I actually I did lay the points with mm -hmm. Baylor here, and that is because they are playing their best basketball, as you mentioned. I think they can keep that going. Six in offensive rebounds, third in field goal to goal, field goal efficiency, and have a very good defense. So, I don't know. I like the Spartans to keep going here. There is always a spot, though, where you can kind of assume a letdown. Um, I just don't think it's here yet for the Baylor Bears. Yeah, and, and for me with Baylor... This is, as always, an uber-talented basketball team. I'm not the biggest Scott Drew guy. We, I think anyone who's listened to me in the past knows this. But this is another unbelievably talented team that they have. And going into the Big 12 year, boy, right now, if Ken, if Ken Palm is accurate for what the season becomes, Houston is, is one, Baylor's five, BYU is seven. Again, I think that's ridiculous, but time will tell on that. And Kansas is 11, Iowa State 17. I just meant, and Oklahoma's 20. I just meant it's six teams in the top 20 at Ken Bomb in the Big 12. Yeah. We, the Big 12 is always good. But now with the extra four teams in, especially if two of those additions are going to be high quality, yeah. boy, that, that conference is going to be loaded yet again in the Big 12. All right. I do want one more college hoops game, actually. Because Houston, because Houston is in action. Houston and A&M, they're playing this one. This is technically a neutral uh, at the home of the Rockets at the Toyota Center, so really not a hard trip for either of these teams. A&M, uh, seven-point underdog in this one. Houston, seven-point favorites. Total is 130. Uh, Alex, I think that total is too high uh, just with the way that both of these teams play now. It's been bet to the under in the overnights from 131 to 130 right now. There is some 130 and a half out there if you want to get the best of it. 
we know how Houston plays. They're going to grind you out. They're going to. They're the best defensive team in the country by a pretty significant margin on Ken Palm. It is is going to at least to me going to be an ugly, grinded out game. And A and M, who is better on the offensive side of the ball than they are defensively, but they slow it down too. It's going to be a limited possession game that could very easily be in the in the low sixties possession wise. Hard to get over totals even that even. That low at one thirty, it's hard to get over a number like that when you're in the lower in the lower sixties on possession. I'm with you on this one. I do like the under as well. I was leaning towards Houston, but with that in mind, I feel like that's a better play with the dogs. So nothing on the side. I do like the under as well. You mentioned it, Houston, top defensive team in the country, and Texas A&M does slow it down too. A and M, yeah, A and M's last time out, they lost to Memphis, a quicker paced game, a 71 possession game. When they played a team that wanted to slow it down in Virginia, there were 59 possessions in that game. Would not shock me if we see a similar number today. And, of course, Virginia, yet again, uh, Tony Bennett, third slowest team in America, second slowest team in America. So don't be surprised if it's not quite that slow, but uh, it could be very slow against Houston. All right, back to the NFL. Let's go there, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. The second game of our triple header today in the NFL. Uh, the people are betting the Steelers this morning, Alex. Uh, we saw this as high as two and a half on Indianapolis. We're down to one in this one at 41 and a half. I am staying away from this completely. I I don't know what the, what I'm getting out of either of these teams. Because Minshew, at some point, Minshew's going to have the multiple turnover games. And Pittsburgh's got the defense that could very easily make it uh, a multiple turnover game for Gardner Minshew. But it's Mitchell Trubisky on the line. And I know there's not a, the market says there's not a huge difference between Pickett and Trubisky. I do think Pickett's a better quarterback than this version of Mitchell Trubisky. Total's actually been bet down, which is not a scene we usually see in indie games this year, from 42 to 41 and a half. So a small uh, dip to the under here. You've been betting indie games over the last month. You've been doing pretty well with them. Are you doing it again? Or are you not bothering today because of what Pittsburgh did? I went under 42 and oh, a half, and See, I really like this play. And that's because teams do bounce back after being embarrassed. We just saw it with the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Steelers know that they just lost two games to two, two and 10 teams, and they're going to bounce back here. And I really think, as you mentioned, that shows up on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, the Colts have been a great overplay, but I have not been impressed with this team the last two weeks. They beat Tennessee, but that was more the Titans giving them that win. And then last week, that game wasn't even competitive against Jack Browning and the Bengals. So I did go under in this total at 42 and a half. I think I would still play it at 41. Let me check my number. 41 and a half right now on, on this one. I, like I said, I'm not touching this game. This, nothing... Nothing surprises me in this matchup. Pittsburgh winning this game because of defensive touchdowns wouldn't shock me. Uh, Indy's offense showing up and the Colts winning this game wouldn't surprise me. Uh, this game ending 17-14 wouldn't shock. And this game ending 31-28 wouldn't surprise Well, maybe 28 points for Trubisky is a lot. But it wouldn't shock me if this game is like an easy over in the end. So that's why I'm I'm just staying out. It, we should mention too the Colts will be without Jonathan Taylor, and that is a huge yeah 
Huge drop for them. They average 3.6 yards per carry when he's not in the game compared to 4.4. So we'll see what happens. I hope I don't uh, hate myself for switching, but the numbers say it, and I think this is a good spot. And this is very high game for the Steelers in general, and that is because the Colts, you mentioned that. Well, again, this is a, a, a monumental game in the AFC playoff picture. And for Pittsburgh, if they lose, you know, the Mike Tomlin stat that we always bring up, uh, never had a losing season. Going from seven and four to seven and seven with this schedule, where it's Arizona, Pittsburgh, or Arizona, New England, and Pittsburgh lose both, and then lose the Indy flip game with Cincinnati, Seattle, and Baltimore remaining, that Mike Tomlin number is well in doubt that they even get to the nine wins to keep Tomlin over 500 in every year of his career, or 500 or better, I should say, in every season as a head coach. It would be in jeopardy with the way that this has played out for the Steelers. All right, I want to hit one more college game, and then we'll take a break. Uh, Vinny Malule is with us in about 20 minutes. Uh, the Cure Bowl today. Cure Bowl, Orlando. Miami of Ohio, Appalachian State. Uh, there are a whole host of transfers not playing in this game for the Red Hawks. They're down to their third quarterback. Gabbard isn't playing. Smith's in the portal. Um, Appalachian State, all things considered, pretty okay. Portal-wise, their starting quarterback is still in this game. Six and a half, the number on this one on the Mountaineers with a total of 41. Alex, uh, what, what do you got here, if anything? Unfortunately, nothing. If you got under, well, if you got under 45, uh -huh. I think you definitely did well in this bowl game. But I think the number is right with at being minus six and a half here. And you're right. Ohio was, you know, hit hard with the portal. But their defense is really good. And I think their defense will show up today, especially strong in the red zone. I like the under. Maybe we could jump in if somebody scores early. Yeah, the, the total's been the big mover in this game. 47 all the way down to 41 in this one, in part because of the issues on the Miami side of all these guys that are not playing in this game. This peaked at seven. Uh, he thought this would get back to seven at some point today. It still could. 12.30 Pacific time start, 3.30 Eastern in Orlando, Florida for the Red Hawks and the Mountaineers. I, I, again, like I said, I only have one pre-flop bet today and probably should scare everyone <laughs> that I even have a pre-flop bet. But other than that, I mean, that would be few and far between on those pre-flop bets for the college football bowl season, except for those college football playoff games. All right, we'll take a break. Vinny Malio is with us in a little bit. We'll have more college hoops, more NFL, another game to get to. Also circle back and revisit the games we already talked about in the NFL and also more bowl games. We roll. It's Saturday here on Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. 
Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world. Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn. And so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Makara, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Barles. Alex White is here as well. College hoops, college football, NFL. The largest line in an NBA game this season with the Bucks laying 17 against the Pistons, who, uh, as Ryan McCormick and I were talking about during the break, the Detroit Pistons have legitimately lost 22 straight games. 22 straight. So that's why that number is as large as it is on the 17 with Milwaukee. See, there we go. Look at Look how good our crew is, right? Didn't, didn't even prep that as a possibility, but there you go. 17, 241 and a half. 22 straight losses. The Spurs snapped a losing streak last night. They beat yes. the Lakers. Uh, so there you go. So one, No Anthony Davis. What, yeah, one ridiculously long losing streak gone. Uh, we'll see. Is if, that enough points for you to uh, back the Pistons? They're asking me to pre-flop bet an NBA game? <laughs> is it enough? I mean, in theory, it should be, right? But, I mean, Detroit is just a pathetic mess at this point. By the way, if the Pistons are going to win a game before... The Pistons have some, quote-unquote, winnable games on the schedule the next <laughs> few days. They play the Jazz on Thursday at home. They play Brooklyn at home the day after Christmas. And they play Toronto on the 30th. Those are three games. Like, if they don't snap the losing streak after with one of those three, it might be a while before they win. And it could be... Ryan McCormick's dream of a 2-80 and 80 season with a 79-game <laughs> losing streak for Detroit is a lot more alive than it should be if they get through that stretch without winning a game. I can't believe how bad they are. Uh, just unbelievable. And with a real coach as well in Monty Williams. All right, back to college. Uh, Clemson and Memphis, pretty good game here, actually. A battle of Tigers uh, there at uh, FedEx Forum in the city of Memphis. Last time the Tigers of Memphis played, they got a nice win against Texas A&M on the road in College Station. Clemson last week, of course, our guy Jim Root giving us the winner earlier in the week. Clemson went north of the border to Toronto and defeated TCU, gave TCU their first loss of the year. Now, pretty good game. Both NCAA tournament quality teams. Memphis up to three in this one with a total of 151. You mentioned it. Two really good teams, and they both played really tough schedules so far, especially Memphis. They've got four or five A-rated teams from Ken Palm and to be but i took the points here with clemson i think that this is going to be a close game they're nine and zero on the season and it's really going to come down to if they can keep that momentum going and control the pace they do like to slow it down 
So that makes me want to bet the dog here. I'm going to take the three points with Clemson. I am not touching this game. Now, we're in the Brad, Brad Brown now cycle of he's on the hot seat going into the year and Clemson's going to end up with a four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. We're well on our way to that. I'm just curious with Clemson, where you look at who they've beaten this year. They have a really, really nice win in Coleman against Alabama earlier in the year in that ACC-SEC showdown or whatever they're calling it. Uh, they beat South Carolina. They beat Pitt on the road in Pitt. Um, and that, that was a conference game, by the way, December conference game. Uh, TCU neutral. A bunch of good wins on there. I just wonder, if they, if they win today, they could probably end up around 500 in the ACC and still make the NCAA tournament. I just want to see what this team's ceiling is. I, I, I don't see it being more than like a top 16, maybe get a four seed in, in the NCAA tournament, but this will be a nice little test for them today against a very athletic and talented Memphis squad, as Penny Hardaway has done there uh, with the Memphis Tigers. All right, let's go to Atlanta next. U- UCLA and Ohio State. This is the, uh, this is the CBS Sports Classic. Uh, at State Farm Arena this year. Uh, Ohio State, a one and a half point favorite in this one against the Bruins. Alex, I like UCLA outright in this game. Okay. Now, I don't love it. I, it's more of the lean category, which means it's probably better than if I actually was fully committed here. Last time we saw UCLA, the Villanova beat them pretty handily on the road. That game was in Philadelphia. I, I don't like this Ohio State. I, I just, there's something that just doesn't seem right with them. And I don't know what it's been with Chris Holtman for me. He just, guy, I loved him at Butler at Ohio State. It just hasn't worked the same way that it did at Butler. Now there's a lot more talent on this Ohio State team. This is a down talent team for UCLA this year. But I think UCLA's defense rules the day here in Atlanta and the Bruins pull the short upset against the Buckeyes. Nothing for me in this one. I kind of passed by it because I thought that one and a half was right for Ohio State. But interesting, both of them coming off a loss. And Ohio State, last time we saw them, they took a loss from Penn State, 83-80. So it's always interesting to see who's going to bounce back and come out with revenge and right off the top. Let's go to the big one. The best one of the day, Purdue, Arizona. From Indianapolis today, again, yes, technically a neutral, but going to be a Purdue home game. Let's be real with ourselves. The The market has been fascinating on this game because Purdue opened the smallest of favorites, and this thing flipped at the books that opened it early. Chris and company opened it last uh, on the overnights here. Arizona 2 hasn't moved off of that. That's actually market high. It's mostly one and a half with Arizona, a favorite in this one. Alex, I like the Boilers. And, you know, Arizona to me is the number one team. They're the number one power-rated team for me in, in, in college basketball. They're really, other than UConn at this point, who once again went on the road and thumped Gonzaga in Seattle last night, this Purdue team, obviously because of what has happened to them in the last three NCAA tournaments, the worst, even with a Sweet 16 appearance mixed in, the worst three-year stretch I would argue ever for losses, not not argue, it is the worst three-year stretch ever for NCAA tournament losses, a 13, a 15, and a 16 in consecutive years. This is a big spot for them. And this is a big spot for Zach Eady as well. Now, I wonder if Arizona's athleticism gives Purdue problems. Arizona's athleticism has given everyone problems so far this year. Wisconsin, they destroyed last week at the McHale Center in Tucson. Uh, they handled Michigan State in Palm Springs. 
on Thanksgiving, and they beat Duke in Cameron Indoor, which is as good of a win anyone's had in college hoops so far this year. But for whatever reason, this feels like the game where Zach Eady proves he's the national player of the year for the second consecutive year. I like the Boilers win this game as a small dog in this de facto home game in Indy. I'm a little bit the other way. I like Arizona. I saw it at pick last night. I missed it. I took it minus one with the Wildcats here, but Purdue still has a lot to figure out, and it's the pieces around Edie, right? And even against Bama the other night, Bama was controlling that game. They had the lead most of that game. So I do think this physicality and this athletic how athletic this Arizona team, I think they're going to give Purdue problems. It's going to be a great game. It can go either way, definitely, but I'm excited to watch this one. All right, let's... Wait, uh, how do we watch this one? Peacock. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Yeah, you see, Sean knows. All right, uh, Northwestern DePaul. I'm only bringing this game up because this was one I was ready to, to fire on, on the Wildcats, because this is just like the ultimate bounce-back spot for them after that disaster loss at home to Chicago State. And DePaul's awful. They're just better than Louisville, which is a testament <laughs> to how bad Louisville is. It's a little steep at 10. Now, if we can get back somehow, get an in-game number that are that is nine south of nine, I'll hop in on the Wildcats. I don't mind laying ten if you want to lay it with Northwestern, but I really was looking forward. Eh, maybe I'll get eight and a half, eight on this game. But I get why the the market came higher on this game than I thought it would be. I completely agree. Great bounce spots back. Bounce back spot for Northwestern. This is a team who did beat Purdue a few weeks ago, so they are a very talented team. I laid nine and a half, and I'm with you. I don't think 10 is too much here against this struggling DePaul team. But Or you can jump in. Ah, this You can't really jump in any game. You won't really have an opportunity. You gotta lay, this one you have to. Probably, but who knows? What if DePaul gets out seven to two, I'll get a better number than the 10 that's out there. Are you banking on that, though? I'm not banking yeah. on anything <laughs> moving along, uh, keeping it in the hoops. Um, Kentucky and North Carolina. Uh, this is the second game of those games in Atlanta. Uh, 5.30 Eastern for this. Uh, Carolina, Ryan's team, uh, one and a half point favorites against Kentucky. I'm not doing anything with this game. Total is 164 and a half, which makes a whole lot of sense. Both these teams want to run and gun in this one. I don't have a sense. Now, the one thing matchup-wise for Kentucky, is can they keep Baycott off the glass? Will they be able to keep him off the glass? Kentucky, uh, this year, rebounding-wise, they've been better on the defensive glass, 61st in uh, offensive rebound rate for the opponents, which is pretty good. Uh, As we know, the way that North Carolina uh, just plays this year, uh, they're going to try to destroy you on the glass. Um, And Kentucky does an offensive rebound. So I'm staying out. Maybe a small, small lean to North Carolina, but I'm going to stay out of this game. I agree. A small lean towards North Carolina. We've talked about this already, but I am very impressed with this North Carolina team and how they have bounced back from making it to the championship game to missing the tournament to now this year. They do look good again, so I think they will make a run. Great, great test here against Kentucky. One last college hoops game, and then we'll shift it back to football. Big one. In Omaha, Creighton off of getting destroyed here in Henderson by UNLV earlier in the week, back home to take on Alabama. 
Blue Jays, seven and a half point favorites in this one, 165 and a half the total. I don't think you can make this total high enough. I like this game over the total. I expect Creighton to bounce back on offense after a pretty lackluster showing at the DLC earlier in the week. We talked about Alabama. If they're making shots, there's no total that's safe. And I expect there to be a lot of offense, absurdly quick pace in this game. I, I do like this game over the wildly high total of 165 and a half. I agree. I played over, and I also took the points with Bama. I keep going back to that game, but they just look so good against Purdue. So I think if they can keep that pace, make their shots, they can cover the seven and a half. And then Creighton, best three-point shooting team in the country. So if their shots go in as well, you're right. This total can't be high enough. So I shifted back to college football here. New Mexico Bowl, New Mexico State. Taking on Fresno State. It looks like Diego Pavia is going to go in this game for the Aggies. Three and a half behind us. It's mostly three in the market right now on this one as Fresno's taking money this morning. It is three now. Uh, Vinny, Vinny could sit. You could sit, Vinny. Always. We can get the hockey shift change here from Aliulo, who's with us. Thank right you. Now. Thank you very much. There, there he is. Uh, Alex, I am. Um, at three, I like the Aggies. Now that we're getting the threes, I'm okay with laying it again against Fresno. I didn't mess around with the points at all. I took the Aggies on the money line, and I also took over in this game. Okay. Very good New Mexico State team. Ten wins this year. Um, so Diego is a huge part of that, though. They looked really good against Liberty when they had him in. It was a shootout. Their defense is not fantastic. I think Fresno State figures it out. It does put some points on the board. That's why over is actually my favorite play in this one. But a lot of motivation for this New Mexico State team. And they're not they're not traveling far. A lot of fans will be there for them. So took them on the money line. Ask Auburn about New Mexico State. <laughs> Vinny, Good morning, point, Vinny. Vinny, did you have your stein of coffee this morning? I'm still I yeah, first stein. Yeah. First stein. I'm ready. Very, very good. Vinny I'm Maliula. Working on my second. So we uh we've we've covered a lot so far. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna shift it back to the final NFL game of the day, which mm-hmm. Vinny, we talked about this yesterday on the show. Yeah. That be everything's gonna go to this game, UCLA Boise, mm-hmm. and Texas Tech Cal today. Those are the what's everything's gonna go to. And the betters this morning, or excuse me, yesterday afternoon after we were done, bet the Lions here. We're now five mm-hmm. across the board here yeah. on this one with a total of forty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh again, it's uh, for me, I'm a little I, I understand why people are wanting to come in on Detroit, but surprised at the way that this has been aggressively bet up the whole week on the Motown line. Yeah, three and a half on the opener. Um, you know, we did hit five earlier in the week, uh, Jeff, as you know, and uh, they did take that. So it went back to four and a half, but a lot of uh, Lions money here. Not not a real surprise, but again, so a, a, a flurry this morning, right? Kind of busy all night, flurry this morning. Uh, you saw the line uh, as I was walking in. And so um, it'll be gradual during the course of the day. And you hit on a key point, like this game and the two late college games. So it'll depend on what's going to them. Because they're later, uh, what's going to them from a, a multi-leg uh, play? You know, money line parlays, point spread parlays, teasers, Cross-sport parlays as well. You were uh, mentioning uh, and talking about a, a really good college basketball card today. Uh, nice size NFL and, I mean, uh, uh, NBA and uh, NHL card as well. So really a, a, a lot of action today. And you're going to see kind of flurries. You'll, you you get that early morning run. 
Uh, we'll have that midday run, and then the afternoon and evening is going to be just swamped. Really good day. I agree. I just yeah. realized that this game is in the second quarter, and it's 3-0, so uh, yeah. the under was the play there, huh? It's been yeah. a great game so far, Alex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Missing a lot. I have to tell you, these games, Alex, uh, you know, uh, Jeff, we talked about earlier the week, uh, you know, from our perspective, the bowl games are just it, they're such a crapshoot anymore. Uh, you know, again, uh, and, and that's not being critical. It's just a, a perspective from our side of the counter where we've got a. You can't treat them the same as certainly the playoff games, right? I mean, I don't think yeah. that's that's a mystery. I mean, so you know, quicker line movement, uh, lower limits, uh, but I mean, still standard limits. I mean, you know, people are betting you know two five thousand uh, and and things like that. So. It does make it tough. You follow these teams all year yeah. long. You adjust your power rating on them, and then you have to figure out where they stand without certain players. How I'm, strong that power rating is? Yeah, and and I mean, you're looking. You know, there are there are teams. You know, there are games today. I mean, you know, Miami's down at a third quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Ohio's on their third uh, quarterback. Ohio as well. Game. You know, so you've got some. You know, first uh, first string quarterbacks going against third string quarterbacks. You know, but now there's a lot of incentive for those third stringers right they're they're looking to make make their mark and and establish themselves and hopefully get the uh get the nod to be the number one next you look at ohio state's a classic example right i mean so yeah. um you know it, those, those are the kinds of things though that you have to really pay attention to and this year i thought there was a lot in the the portal was impacting things last year with about 1300 players or so at, at this time now i think we're i think we're over through 2000 i mean it's it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, going back to that yeah. late NFL game real quick, Alex, What did, did you have anything on that Denver right now? Five-point dogs against Detroit. So I do lean to the Lions here in this one. I didn't lay the points. I'll wait and see if I can jump on. But it's Denver's third road game. So And the Lions, their backs, not their backs are as well, but they want to keep the number one spot in that division. Yeah. And their next two games, they have Minnesota twice. They have the Cowboys. So this is one win that they definitely want to get. I also went over 47.5 because – I think the matchups favor both offenses, and we've seen the Lions defense be exposed. Last five games, they've given up 17 touchdowns and only forced 15 punts. And then on the flip side, the Broncos, they're really good. They're going to throw to their running backs, you know, get some points on the board. I uh, did see some over money this week, yeah, which went to 48 uh, a little while ago. So Yeah, I, um, I anticipate yeah. This, this Detroit defense I've talked about. it. They, they've stunk. Mm -hmm the last month and the regression yeah. has been real off the bye week uh, even though they won that game against the Chargers that had more to do with the Chargers than it did Detroit as we've seen throughout the rest of the year yes uh I again I we're, we're getting to the point where I feel like I'm gonna take a little piece of Denver with the points and if Detroit beats me they beat me that's mm -hmm. kind of where we're going here now five's a dead number as we know usually in the National Football League but uh, the way people are betting this, I maybe, maybe, maybe I can get a little greedy and see a better number through the day on on this one. Well, yeah, you may, you may, and again, it's probably a wait and see now. I mean, we know that it went you know below, uh, you know, went to four and a half. Uh, so if it goes down, but uh, again, uh, the likelihood of it going up with uh, the general public, I think, is is pr is pretty strong. All right, going to the other games in college football here: UCLA and Boise. This is up to six. Yeah. With UCLA, we mentioned Taylor Green is in the transfer portal, not playing for Boise. Uh, UCLA is without their best defensive player. UCLA is without Dante Moore. I mean, there's 
all sorts of non-playing players in this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't. This is Of all the games today, this was the most complex to figure out how to bet, so I'm not doing anything with it. Well, you, you know, you, you may see this you may see this game continue to ride, but it, what's what's the buyback point? I mean, the game did go from uh, two and a half to three. Uh, I'm sorry, it went from uh, three to two and a half initially, but then it's you know went back up to three, and it's been you know all UCLA ever since. At some point, you know, we'll find that that threshold. Um, is it six and a half? Uh, I, maybe. I mean, we'll we'll see because then it gets to six and a half, and people are going to say, well, wait, maybe it'll get to seven, um, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to call it a, a, quite a spring game, but when you look at the amount of transfers in this game, it's, it's an absolute crapshoot. And maybe it's, you know, Jeff and, and Alex, uh, maybe it's a, a matter of an in-game, uh, you know, uh, you, you watch it and, and, and you take a, you take a stand inside, in, inside, in-game. And Jeff's been talking about that. I mean, a lot of these bowl games are, I went under 49 early in the week okay. because of UCLA's defense. They're still a strong unit, so they are missing their best player, but I think they'll, they're still a top 10 defense in the country. And then we know Boise, they're on their third string quarterback. They, mm -hmm. I mean, you got to give it to them. They came out, they turned their season around. They ended up winning the Mountain West here at Allegiant, but we'll see. I think it's going to be more yeah. of a defensive game. You got a, a, you went under a good number. I mean, we're down to 47, so you got uh, uh, two points the best of it there. So well done. Again, uh, no lot, lot two in this game, of course. Uh, the best player defensively in the Pac-12 this year, defensive player of the year, Lombardi Trophy winner as well. Uh, again, these bulls, not easy, this go-around. No, it's uh, – again, you listen, you, you credit the teams. Uh, it, it's almost like look-aheads too, you know, to try to get a, a look at it, what, what's coming for these teams. That from, from our perspective too. So it's a little bit of intel to see. But – Let's face it. There's going to continue to be transfers. Uh, uh, I think the the big the big portion of them uh, are are already announced, and I think they have until later this month, towards the end of the month, if I'm not mistaken, to declare. So I think we've seen the you know probably ninety percent, uh, but still there may be uh, there may be more as we uh, we get through the uh, bowl season. Let's go to the last game on the bowl card. Actually, you know what? I didn't mention one I mentioned that goes at nine. I want to bring this up real quick. Uh, the Celebration Bowl, because this one goes at the top of the hour. I forgot to omitted it yesterday, and apologies for that. Uh, Howard and Florida A&M, this yeah. is obviously an FCS game mm -hmm. uh, with, with the uh, the two HBSU uh, uh, conference champions, uh, MEAC SWAC, uh, in Atlanta. Uh FAMU is a seven-point favorite in this game against Howard. How has this game been bad, Vinny? You know, initially uh, on Florida A&M, like four, four and a half up to up to seven. It's held pretty steady there. But more money, uh, it ran from 46 up to 50 on the total. Uh, and now we're sitting at 49 and a half. So um, favorite and, and over uh, initially. And uh, we just took a took a bet on the uh, on the under at fifty. So, yeah, pretty much so, pretty much one sided so far. Nothing for me. In this yeah, game. I, I I stayed no. out of this. This one, uh, this is uh, Florida A&M's better team. Uh, mm -hmm. I, the market has told you that throughout yeah. the way this is bet, but I, I'm I'm staying out of. It. I just don't know enough about 
both the teams in order to, to realistically. And again, you can pick your play. spots. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, again, there's, the, the there's going to be plenty of, it, of spots right? to yeah. go in game here. Yeah. What about right. uh, North Dakota State and Montana? Are you in? Uh, nothing that on that game. Montana's one and a half in that one. Uh, South Dakota State is still scoring on Albany last. Very yeah. competitive game. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Uh, after after getting scared by Villanova, <laughs> there's no there is no doubt left last night by the Jackrabbits who are no. marching on to Frisco. They Texas. got the they got the message from their coach. They sure did. <laughs> uh, that regardless of who it is, that's going to be a conference matchup in the championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. between uh, either North Dakota State or Montana against mm-hmm. the Jackrabbits in the title game. Frisco, Texas, uh, the day before the college football playoff in the FBS. Oh, wow, it'll be a, it'll be a game Good that game. people. It, it's so stupid that they go against the NFL on I, a Sunday. I don't get it. I don't just have the sad go on Saturday and have mm-hmm. all the eyeballs on that sure. game. But uh, whatever the NCAA doesn't make sense as we know. All right, uh, Vinny, I made a pre-flop bet in, in one of these bowl games, and I scared Alex by it. <laughs> Uh, because this is a team I've had no clue what to do with all year long, and I decided, you know what, you're going to. So today's it. the day. Today's the day. I laid three with a with uh with with Tech, with Texas Tech. I did it before the uh, moves. Uh, before the moves were throughout the market up to three and a half. You still have three behind us. Three on this game alone. Actually, uh, just went to three and a half here. There you go. So no more threes in the market. So I would not bet at a three and a half, but I did lay three with Texas Tech. Uh, Baron Morden is playing in this yes. game, and that's all I was waiting for. As soon as I got, all right, he's in. We're going with Texas Tech. Okay. And, and Cal- they're, they're running back, too. Taj Brooks is playing. Yeah, Taj Brooks is going to play. Taj Brooks is going to play. Who We know with the bell cow for that team. Yes. 58 uh, on the total, holding pretty steady. But, uh, you know, going back and forth between three and three and a half. So laying three, take a three and a half. And, uh, so no Texas Tech by three. Uh, no Texas Tech by three, please. Thank you. But Jeff if it does, either, so. we'll, uh, yeah, you don't want that. Well, either, I, look, right? I don't mind my money back. I'd rather, I'd rather win some money as opposed to there push, you go. So, uh, there you go. I uh, didn't know what to do with this. So I'm, I applaud you for that. I passed on this one because Cal started to play good down the stretch, especially mm-hmm. their defense. But then when I really looked into it, that was like their last two games, right? They held Stanford to 15 and UCLA to seven. So I didn't know how much to take from that. And I have been back in Texas Tech a lot this year, so I'm shocked that I didn't jump on that one either. There's still time, Alex. Should scare everyone <laughs> that I'm on Texas Tech, though. That, 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 I, I will. I will say that again. That should scare everyone out there. All right. Um, I want to go. I want to just ask you a quick college hoops question, okay. Vinny, because we went through the big ones already. All right. Obviously, Purdue, Arizona. Arizona's favored. By the Arizona, yeah, a flip from uh, yesterday, uh, yeah. the overnights. Um, not not a real shock. I mean, it's. Look, it's a, it's a basically a pick 'em game, right? A bucket either way, and uh, figures to come down to, uh, to, to the end. All I'm going to say is, mm-hmm. after watching UConn last night, yeah, just go to Seattle and really just dominate that game from the get go. Yeah, it, 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 if Arizona wins today, mm-hmm. to me, and I know Houston's undefeated and number one in Ken Palm and all and all that jazz, but with just watching all these teams. And again, anything can happen in March when we get it. Sure. But Arizona and UConn, especially if Arizona wins this game today, mm-hmm. they feel like they're a click above everybody else in college basketball. Well, yeah. And let's remember this. So it is wide open, right? Yeah, I do have Arizona at the top of my my power ratings. Um, and the Ken Palm, listen, they do. That's a great. They do Ken Palm terrific is, uh, Houston work. 1, yeah. Arizona 2, Connecticut 3. And so... Um, and again, it's you know a couple of points here or there. 
Um, but the thing about it is, I th- I think that Connecticut is Connecticut better this year at this point than they were a year ago. At this point, I will say yes. Are they as good as they were at the end of last year compared to now? Not quite yet, because I think they still have uh, some things up front that they're that they're working on. And so, but but fair enough. They're they're good, well coached. Um, they've played a good schedule, and and I think that's important. So has Arizona, uh, Purdue as well. So you know you were seeing that more in season, and and I credit. Tom Izzo really for for getting that going, you know, uh, within you know, let's say the last eight years, and and not, you know, not waiting, you know, till till uh, March or, or or deep into the into the conference schedule. And there's a lot of schools that I think they, little smaller schools, that they took note of. I mean, you look at a team like a Texas Southern or a Northeastern, like these these schools go out and they play everybody anyway. All pre-conference they just go they'll travel the country they'll go into any environment and they don't care i mean texas southern a couple of years ago goes up into eugene and plays uh oregon on their play it beats them you know and then they, you know they're getting ready for uh for conference play that way um i think that these matchups are so good because it gives coaches teams find out wait what do, what do we have what do we really have and what do we need to work on right to you know, in in advance of you know, before we get to March, so that March is not this shock, and so uh, I think it's terrific that these games take place. And uh, Arizona, the reason I've got them, uh, you know, obviously the results speak for themselves. But size, uh, good rebounding, good guard play, a rebound, shoot free throws. I mean, I mean, look, there's yeah. there to me at the moment. We we can reassess after today. Yeah, I, I have Arizona number one too. Yeah, I have Arizona one, Connecticut two, Purdue three. <clears throat> yeah, and one is playing three today. Yeah. so so yeah. It, it's very that's a very malleable situation. Sure. I mean, I mean, and also too, if Purdue, let's say Purdue wins this game by one, okay, very close game throughout. Purdue wins a coin flip game. I'm not going to change my ranking. No, you're not. You're not going to change them at all. No, because uh, it's. Even though it's in Indy mm-hmm. and plays as a Purdue home game, sure. So I, I'm not gonna. If it's a close Purdue win, yeah, I'm not gonna change much of anything. If it's a close Arizona win, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna change anything. Now, if it's a blowout one way or another, then I'm gonna be looking oh, at changing. Numbers sure, then. but you know what was the reason for the blow? What you know, watch watch the game. If you yeah. know, especially when when you're making numbers and power, you know, your power ratings and, and making numbers. Watch it. You know. Houston's got got a, a good game today. I mean, Texas A&M is good. It's a good side. This is going to be one of this is a good test for good, them. for for Houston because yeah. I don't think Houston is particular is as deep, I should say, as an Arizona uh, or a even a Purdue uh, and uh, Connecticut. Now, you looked at that game yesterday. Also, let's face it, Gonzaga is still. Right, they're they're trying to figure things out. Right, this is not the same Gonzaga team. This is this is a team that's going to. It's a real work in progress, more than we've seen in recent years. Doesn't mean that they're not uh, not good, but again, now you get a test like that, and it's a measuring stick for what they need to do. But again, even though that was a semi home game for them, uh, Connecticut. Give them credit for for going there and uh, and getting it done. 
in in uh, in front of a, a nice a nice sized crowd in Seattle. Arizona, tough three games. They've got Purdue, Bama, yep. and then Florida, Atlantic. and then Florida Atlantic. Yeah, I'll, I'll, which is I'll, which is that's here. here. Yeah, that's here. Game is here. I, I just, yeah. By the way, I, I'm probably going to go to that game. Yeah, those tickets are are absurdly cheap for that good of a game. Well, yeah, <laughs> go 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 to that one because the 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 Pac-12 tournament well, <laughs> those will I not be absurdly all, cheap. All, all, well, it depends on what session you're willing to go for the Pac-12 tournament. Uh, yeah, I would say, and, and I will I will say I fly the Florida Atlantic because those teams that that go on these magical runs to the final four. Yeah. Sometimes people don't buy them going into the next year. That team's every bit as good. Oh, they're the good. I mean, Again. Last year they won 30 games in the regular season. They may not do that this year, but that team's every bit as good as that team to make the Final Four. No, good point, Jeff. And uh, yeah, again, transfer portal, right? Like, we're talking about the transfer they portal. They didn't lose anyone and, in the portal. Yeah, that, that's that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they, but the, some teams benefit. You know, it's the complete opposite. But the transfer portal in college basketball. Don't forget, there's over 350, there's 360 teams. Yeah. You know, compared to half of that amount. I mean, uh, no, uh, more than less than half that amount in 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 college football. So, uh, and of course, the rosters are bigger and everything. But, uh, but Florida Atlantic, good good program, well coached. The fact that nobody left there and stayed, and then you know, good recruiting as well. Uh, they got some depth on that team. Yeah, Florida Atlantic, by the way, ten point favorites against St. Bonaventure today in a game in Springfield, mm-hmm. Mass. Uh, for that one. All right, before we go, we we talked about it earlier in the NFL games, Vinny. Uh, Cincinnati and Minnesota ha- hang steady at three. Yeah, uh, the betters took Pittsburgh overnight. They uh, they love the Steelers yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, we're down to one on that game. Yeah, the whole market's down to one. There's even a pick in the market now mm-hmm. on that game. Uh, but uh, you did know, you guys have plays in those first two? I so uh, Alex had a bunch uh, early early in those games. <laughs> so I'm over in the Bengals game, uh-huh. under in the Steelers Colts game, which is a shock, and uh, over in the last game, big total game. Or no total uh, day for me. No uh, Bengals uh, uh, or a Viking side. No. Lean Bengals. Lean Bengals. Yeah. These these games today, at least the second game, I think is an impossible one on the side. Mm-hmm. Where I don't know what I'm getting out of either of those teams. True. They're just wildly all over the place. Both yeah. of those teams. Uh, even though this does have Mike Tomlin gets after the two just horrible home losses. <laughs> Gets his team ready to play, and they win on the road against a reasonable team. Like it kind of does smell like that a little bit, but I it's Trubisky, so I can't do anything. And the first game, I want to see, I want to see what Jake Browning is. Can he can he do it again? Can he do it? Have a third straight game mm-hmm. where he looks good? And this is an underrated Minnesota defense. And I don't know what I'm getting out of Nick Mullins. So he provided a. Sp- "Quote unquote spark last week." All right, they got a field goal. That's all they needed to win that game last <laughs> week against the Raiders. I didn't take nothing from that from the three drives he was in that game against the Raiders. Take nothing from it. So I don't know what I'm getting. I don't know if it, if he's going to look like the most. Again, we've seen we've seen a bunch of good from Mullins in this league. Mm-hmm. He had that Thursday night game a few years back for the Niners where they yes. beat the Raiders by by 35 points, and he looked like Joe Montana for a night. Yeah. Now, granted, he was coached by Kyle Shanahan, so maybe a little bit different. That didn't hurt. Uh, but it, it's that's a really tough game on the side. And then, like I said, the night game, I'm probably going to end up taking a piece of Denver. Just a matter of can we get better than five, which we may not. We'll find out. I mean, again, uh, you've you've got plenty of time and uh, watch the uh, the tie-in effect to everything else. Before we end today, 
There's a 17-point line in the NBA today. The <laughs> Bucks are 17 against the Pistons. Yeah. Well, um, the Pistons have... Uh... Ryan McCormick is rooting for Detroit to lose... What? what, what, what? It would be... Uh, It'd be 79 straight to end the season if they don't win another game this year, Vinny. I don't think that will happen. But 17. They have lost the, the Pistons. In December. The Pistons have lost 22 straight games. Mm -hmm. And these games are not even competitive for the most part. I can tell you this they didn't grab 17. <laughs> I, can, I don't blame him. So, I mean, uh, it's, yeah. I mean, seventeen, the fourteen to one on the money line, and the and box. and you know you mentioned it. We can see this during Tankathon, February, March, April. We see, can see these type of numbers all the time. The fact we're seeing this on December sixteenth is a wild sight. It, it's just it it is amazing, but again, guys are still fighting for their jobs. So oh, the, yeah. the whole tanking idea. I, I look, I, I mixed. Uh, Mixed feelings on it. Well, I mean, it, teams are just, some of them are just not good, and they're not good because the organization is not good. I mean, that's what it starts with, like any other business, right? It starts at the top. And what's the, what's the, what's the end product on, in this case, on the, on the floor? It, it's not good. Well, <laughs> I, w I will say with, with, with the NBA, I agree with you, but if coaching staffs know they're safe and see some massaging of lineups. At the end of games, well, as we saw uh, in the past. That's for the league to look into. Yeah. But I can tell you this: seventeen. They haven't laid it. They haven't touched. They haven't. They haven't taken it. And they're saying there's plenty of other games today, right now. Yes, so. there are ten in the NBA. And a bunch of hockey as yeah. well. Good card. Uh, good good uh, card. Good schedule Saturday. today. Vinny, pleasure as always. Always good to be with you, Alex. Good job. We'll see you again tomorrow morning, nine a.m. The full NFL card. An interesting. Again, can we? Last week was the was the bizarro week of bizarro weeks. This week started off with a team that can't score scoring sixty three. That's right. So who knows what's in store this week in the national football? We get league. more bizarre. Every yeah. week is more bizarre than the previous. Yeah, that's how you look. It's not a bad thing. Means for some weirdness. It's always yeah. good. All right, we'll see you tomorrow nine a.m. here on Sports by the Book for Vinny Malio, for Alex White, Sean Ryan. Great work as always back there. I'm Jeff Piles. We'll see you tomorrow nine a.m. Sports by the Book.